It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Punk Rock Reflection. I'm going for a walk. What is up, Punk Rock Classrooms? It is Mike here, one half of the Dynamic Duel, and I am dropping you a new Punk Rock Reflection. And, you know, I'm excited about this reflection. It's something that actually happened to me yesterday. I had a whole different idea of what I was going to discuss this week, but then something came up yesterday, and it just, it really hit me where... I was like, this is something that needs to be shared. And it's just kind of funny how, you know, all all of these things happen to me within like a day that they kind of connected. And it's like, this is what others need to hear. So, you know, these last, this is the time of the school year, especially this year, where it's like, we can see the, the light. We can see the end of the tunnel. And like, we're almost there. Now, I know teachers, you've, We've all, you've got a ton of things on your plate to finish up the year, you know, to close up shop, to get, get ready for your summer. Administrators, same thing. This is that type of time of year. You know, we just finished our state testing and upper administration, district administrations kind of letting us know, like, here's the things that you need to do to close out your school year before, you know, we can kind of start focusing on what's to come next year. And I'm not going to lie. It's, I don't want to say it's a stressful time. I mean, it is, but it's more so just kind of a busy and overwhelming time. When you you kind of look at everything that needs to get done and everything that needs your time and focus and dedication, and then we all have things going on in our personal lives too, like trying to juggle that time. So for me, you know, this year, it's it's... This seems like one of the busiest times for me. So I've had to make some sacrifices. You know, I stepped back a little bit on social media. So my social media presence has been somewhat quieter. Um, You know, when I'm at work, you know, I've had to step back and not be in classrooms with our students as much because I need to focus on getting as much done during the day because at night now, my son is now on the swim team again. So he has swim four nights a week. My daughter is playing softball, 10U, which is a step up from what she's used to in 8U. So it's a lot more competitive. It's a lot more, you know, there's a lot more dedication. And that's four, five, five nights a week. On top of, you know, then we got the puppy and obedience class and just everything else that goes on in our lives. And, and so this is, it's very busy trying to juggle it. So like I said, I made some sacrifices, cut back on social media. You know, that's not as important right now. Like I need to focus on these things. You know, I'm not in the classrooms as much because I need to try to get as much done because when I come home in the evening, I'm not going to lie. By the time we get home from a softball game and everything, I am exhausted and I, I don't have the bandwidth to sit down and then jump back into some of these tasks that I need to do for my role as a building leader. So through all this, though, you know, trying to juggle, trying to balance, something that we all experience. So I, I don't care what role you have. You don't even need to be an 
educator. It doesn't matter what your your career is, your role. We all have these seasons where it's extremely, you know, busy, extremely overwhelming. And some handle it better than others. Like for me, when when this happens, I kind of start to get in my own head and think, am I being the most effective leader that our staff and students deserve? Am I being, you know, a devoted father to what my kids need and the extra practices on top of what they do with their coaches and just being there for them? Am I there for my wife? Am I there for our family and friends? Like, am I there for all of these other people in my life? Like, am I being the best I can for them? And, you know, you start to get in your own head and you're thinking like, oh my God, you know, so-and-so sent me a text. I never responded. It's been three, four days. Like, and, you know, it's, it gets hard and you start to wonder, you know, for me, at least in my head, I start to kind of think like it's, it's, I'm taking a step back and it's going to be that much harder when I'm able to refocus and get that momentum going. So another part of the story was yesterday, our human resources director sent out an article about, you know, not just in education, like this was an article that just faces almost every every uh, field, you know, career field, where before we were able to have those water cooler conversations or kind of chit-chat in the hallway or eat lunch together in the break room. With everything going on with COVID, so many people have been working from home, especially offices. I have family and friends who they still don't have a date when they're going to return to their offices in Chicago. Um, but so a lot of those pieces have been taken away and a lot of us have been on our own, you know, whether we're at home, whether it's a staggered schedule. So there's not so many people in the office at once, but a lot of those social interactions are gone and that can have, you know, a detrimental effect on some individuals. Some thrive in this environment alone, but then there's a, uh, there's the other side where a lot don't, um, and I, you know, you've listened to many of my reflections, some blogs I've written, some of the poetry I put out there. I struggled with being alone. I struggled with working from home. I struggled being in the building with no one in there with it, with me, you know, because that's, that's not how I operate. I'm a people person. I need to be out there interacting. And so what this article has stated was that, you know, we need to still find those opportunities, you know, we're not going to sit down at the water cooler and, you know, have, you know, conversations like we used to, at least not right now until this, this pandemic somewhat subsides, but we need to find ways to let others know we appreciate them, that we see the hard work they're doing, that we, we know the sacrifices they're making and that, that we admire all that they're doing. Um, And so, like I said, I've been going through, I read this article yesterday morning. You know, one of my routines is I like to kind of go in the hallway, set up my mobile desk, and I kind of scroll through my emails to get those caught up with. Um, And then I I do get into some classrooms or whatnot. Um, Yesterday, I was able to get into uh, quite a few classrooms, which was nice. And so, you know, I... I've, I've been struggling with this. Am I being the best leader? You know, I've sacrificed this. Does the staff notice? 
Is our culture going to slide? Do they need me, but they don't want to come find me and ask me for help and ask me to, to work alongside them on something because they think I'm too busy? Um, you know, I, I told you about how I felt about my family and my kids and my wife. So I was talking to a staff member yesterday, and I've known this staff member as, as long as I've been at our building. You know, this, this, I'm completing my seventh year as principal at our school. And they said to me, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of transitions going on now. Josh is taking a new position. People are making moves, either lateral or vertical moves in their career. Um, I'm not, I'm not looking to leave. I haven't applied anywhere. I'm not even looking at other openings. Like I love where I'm at. I'm not done on our campus yet. So there's still so much more I have to accomplish, but we were just talking and, you know, joking around, you know, I said, oh, you know, when my book comes out um, in this summer, you know, I said, oh, it's going to be really sad when I have to say bye to you because I'm, you know, on my book tour, conferences, speaking and all this. And uh, the staff member looked at me and they said, they're like, you know, but in all honesty, if you ever were to leave, I don't think I go work for somebody else. And that that hit me, you know so hard in a positive way like it was what i needed to hear because throughout this whole pandemic you know it's it's and i've been guilty of it too not letting others know how much i appreciate what they've done that i've no seen the sacrifices i've seen the struggles i've seen the hurdles that they've gotten over not even hurdles the mountains that they've gotten over and it kind of reminded me, it's like, I read this article in the morning, the staff member tells me this, and it's like, it kind of brings you back to your why, you know, it brought me back to my why. And it was what I needed to hear. And I was, I was excited then to, to get back to some of the things I've done. So I told you I was in classrooms that yesterday. And I spent, you know, I made sure to get back. And this will be in the book, shameless plug, you know, my Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs, getting into rooms and leaving my post-it notes behind of just the positive things I saw, how much I appreciate the culture some of these teachers have made, how much I appreciate the relationships that they have that they've established with their live kids and their online kids and families this year. And it's we need to remember that if we see something in another person, if we you know, we might not even know they're struggling because so many people are good at putting that smile on their face and fake it till you make it. But everybody's going through something. And we just need, as a crew, you know, as, as human beings to remind others of their value to us, how much we appreciate them, how much we 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 strive to to have those qualities they have that we don't have, how much we you know, need them in our lives because that may be the difference maker of what that person needs to hear. And, you know, I always go back to thinking about it. It reminds me of my great friend Jeff Kubiak's book, One Drop of Kindness. I mean, imagine if the, the chain reaction that this could start, if we start bringing that positivity back into our lives, no matter what's situation we're facing. I mean, the power that could be, I mean, that simple thing 
And I know it's not really that simple. It's pretty. It's a pretty deep, bold statement, you know, that <laughs> they don't think they could ever work under another principle. I mean, but that that brought me back to my why. Like, yes, okay, this this is what I'm here for. I'm making a difference in others' lives. I'm I'm, I'm helping change edu- educators' mindsets and helping them see the power of relationships, the power of connections, the the, the power of getting out of your comfort zone and just bringing your passion and that DIY aspect and unifying us all together. Like I'm making a difference in our kids' lives. You know, same yesterday when I stopped in a kindergarten room, or I'm sorry, a first grade room, and just one of the students said, Mr. Earnshaw, I love you. And it's like, yes. Like, and I said, I love you too. Like this, it's, it's, these are the things people need to hear because, there's so many negative voices out there that that shame educators. How dare they want, you know, a, a summer vacation? How dare they want, you know, this? And it's easy for that to flood our our thoughts and then our own negative voices can flood our heads. So we need to we need to promote and spread those positive messages. We need to we need to spread that PMA. We need to get it out to everybody and let them know how much we value and appreciate them. Even if in ourselves we're down that day, letting someone else know it's going to turn you around. So, you know, I I just wanted to to share that and I want to encourage all of you to start sharing those compliments as awkward as you think it might say you know you might sound like so just let people know because they're not going to think it's cheesy they're not going to think why is this dude telling me this or why is why is why is she telling me she noticed that and appreciate it get out there and let others know you see the hard work they're putting you see their sacrifices you admire their, their drive to get through things. You know, what do you see in others that just fires you up and sparks you up? And what are those qualities that they have that you know you might struggle with and you appreciate them having? And let's, let's get together. I mean, so that's, you know, we need to spread that PMA. We need to let others know how much we care about them, how much we love them. And I just, I just know that if we can start spreading that, get that chain reaction going, even if it's just in your campus, maybe it's just in your pod of teachers, you know, it's going to make that difference and it's going to improve that culture. And the students are who are going to benefit the most from it. Because if teachers are down in the dumps and the dark gray clouds, you know, no, like that's going to affect the kids. Like we, let's spread that positive. Let's spread that PMA. And that's all I got to say. I want to, I do want to say to to all of the crew, you know, thank you so much. It's been such an amazing journey. Josh and I are so thankful and grateful for everyone who has connected with us, who has supported us, who, who sees the power in, you know, having that punk rock mindset and bringing passion, unity, and DIY to our schools and classrooms. You know, the Teach Better team for for believing in us. You know, I'm so, 
I, I can't say it enough. And we've tweeted it out and Instagrammed it out. Like, I am so thankful for for the Teach Better team, a group that I have admired since since I discovered them and got involved in social media to believe in us and have us join the podcast network. You know, and for Josh, Josh Buckley, for believing in me and all of the work. I mean, you guys don't even understand how much work and dedication he puts into PRC. You know, from he he does all the mixing of our episodes and he does all of the designs for our merch. He does so many of the cards and graphics we put out on social media. Like there's so many things he does that he's so much better at than I am. And, you know, I truly appreciate it so much. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I just so grateful and thankful for everything he does. He does for us. So crew, thank you. I'm looking forward to a nice, long career of talking punk rock and education. I know we can change the world together. And there wouldn't be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if I did not tell you what I've been listening to. So I have been listening to, I should have got into this a long time ago, uh, Fever 333, one one of my hands down favorite bands. There's just something about them that I love. Um, They put out... Uh, they they said it's a new record, but it's you know eight song EP. They put it out back in 2020, um, but I never really got into it when they put it out. So I've been listening to that, um, and then just even revisiting their old stuff, um, and and just great stuff. Check it out, Fever 333. Any any record you pick up by them is going to be quality. You can follow Josh and I on both Instagram and Twitter. We got the same handle for everything. So I am at Mike. R. Earnshaw, Josh is at Josh R. Buckley, and then we are at Punk Classrooms. Like I said, those three handles are the same on all social media accounts for Twitter and Instagram. Listen to us on your favorite podcast streaming network device. You can show us some thanks by dropping a, a review, letting us know what you think of us. You know, give us those five stars where where you can. We truly appreciate it. And again, crew, thank you. I will see you at the show. I'm going for a walk. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.